You're listening to the Ranger Things Podcast. to ranger things we're recording on sunday october 1st 2023 i'm carlo montagnino and i'm joined by brendan lyons yellow and dave pacheco hello my optimistic ranger fans so i'm coming in full transparency i'm very unprepared this week i i've been sick my whole family's been sick you might hear me coughing i'll try to mute that out but really, the only thing that's happened is some preseason games were played. The Rangers have trimmed a lot of fat from their mm-hmm. training camp. And we're, we're, I think we're just going to really chat about what our impression of this past week of preseason games have been. But before we get into that, as always, you can visit rangerthingspodcast.com and subscribe for free to get access to more content, newsletters, and more. You can also follow us on Twitter at rangerthings23 or send an email to contact at rangerthingspodcast.com. You can subscribe to the show using your favorite podcast service. And if you do, we'd appreciate your ratings and reviews. So let's get into it. Uh, first things first, this coming week's games, we have two games before the next uh, recording. That's October 4th in New Jersey against the Devils. And then the following night, October 5th against the Bruins at MSG. Those games are going to be probably be our final roster, uh, I'd imagine. I hope so, at least. But yeah, let's get let's get into some of these topics. The, the really... The only non-preseason item that I, I I think we want to discuss here is the Paul Bissett. He's been a pretty uh, loud voice in the preseason so far, um, and historically doesn't like the Rangers. That's Fuck Paul Bissett. Yeah. Well, he picked the Rangers missing the playoffs, uh, which is like – Surprise, surprise. Troll move number one. Um, yeah. Dave, I'm going to come to you first. First, do you think the Rangers are going to miss the playoffs? Like realistically, uh, unbiased. No, no, I, I, I don't. Despite some of their preseason woes, I mean, it seemed like seventy percent of their roster was people that they wound up cutting and sending to to the minors or training camp, anyways. So, you know, you, preseason doesn't really mean anything uh, in the long run. Do I think it's going to take them a little bit to get started in the season? Absolutely. That's a new system. It's, you know, it's a, it's a coalescing of, of, of uh, veterans and and youth in this new system. So, you know, you just got to be patient and, uh, you know, uh, hold steadfast and then believe in, in, in the, in the, uh, the process. But Brendan, how about you? Cause you seem like panicked, like you have something. Do, like it's the question for now. Are we just are you just asking me? Do I think the Rangers are going to miss the playoffs? Yeah, we'll answer that and then you know go as your heart desires. So first of all, no, that's ridiculous. Paul Bizonet's take is the Rangers are going to miss the playoffs because the Metro is too good. But here's the situation in the Metro: it's Canes, Devils, Rangers, Cliff, Islanders, Cliff, Penguins, Capitals, Cliff. Columbus Flyers. Paul Bizonet is like, he's the hockey guy who thinks that Eric Carlson makes the Penguins a playoff team again. <laughs> he's that type of hockey guy. First of all, like, 
honestly, Paul Bizonet's a clown, right? Paul, for, for several reasons. First of all, Paul Bizonet is a, a known Toronto Maple Leafs fan on purpose. Clown. Uh, Paul <laughs> Bizonet only has seven more playoff points than me. Clown. <laughs> right? I... My opinion of Paul Bizonette is not just because he doesn't like the Rangers. My opinion of Paul Bizonette is because he's a loudmouth who's achieved nothing, right? Ken Danico doesn't like the Rangers. I respect Ken Danico. Paul Bizonette is a joke. The only difference between us and Paul Bizonette is Paul Bizonette has a more popular podcast. Well, I mean, I'm not going to disagree with anything you said. He, I do think that he is very good at getting attention – from a lot of people and the biggest NHL market outside of Toronto is New York. So if he can have the entire New York fan base retweeting his podcast posts about him picking them to miss the playoffs, good on him. He's pretty smart. Whether or not he actually believes that take, who cares? He said it and he's going to stick by it because he's, well, no, he's, gonna he's stick committed by to the it. bit. He's committed he's to the bit. He's going to stick at least. by it until the Rangers are look good mid season and then he'll be a, a Ranger fan again, just like he was with them going into the playoffs when they when they signed Patty when they got Patty Kane and Tarasenko. He was all about the Rangers, and now they're the Fugazis again. Yeah. Fuck Paul Bizonet. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, but again, I, I see it more as like this is publicity for the podcast oh, yeah. than an actual take. I mean, the guy. You're right. He's a clown. He has clown takes, and he he is. One of the more popular guys on Barstool, which is well, no, he's clown like, why, college for clowns. Like, so why why would he need like what publicity does he need? Spitting Chicklets is already like the number one sports podcast in the country. It's definitely the it's it's without a doubt the number one hockey podcast in the country. It's probably top fifteen sports podcast in the. Oh, Brendan just dropped. He froze. I th- I think his like, rage. Got a job on ESPN. Uh, we'll Brendan, we'll get some technical difficulties on your side. I think his rage has permeated his internet connection and his overall computer and uh, <laughs> ha- has fried it. Um, pretty... He turned it to the lawnmower man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the biz mower man. The biz mower man. I'm going to kick him out and then have him join again. Oh, he would not be able to rejoin if I remove him. Oh, I don't want to do that. Well, well to, to, Brendan, to your point, and I'm just going to cut you off completely. Um, Dave, can you text him while I'm doing this point? Just tell him to rejoin. Absolutely. So I think to your point, Brendan, yes, he does not need the publicity. Spit Chicklets does not need the publicity. They're a wildly successful podcast. I think that's it's obvious. But look at what happened on the day when that video dropped. Every single, oh, there you are, Brendan. Every single podcaster, every, I'm sorry, every single Twitter account went, nuts and reposting it all of the exaggeration comes with it people are starving for hockey news in any way especially if it's something so ridiculous as this take so it's a no-brainer it is publicity does he need it no but of course he's going to keep going for it like you can't you know ranger things started up you can't he's we're going to take a piece of that pie so he's got to he's got to protect himself from what we're doing 
Can you guys hear me now? I'm sorry, I had some technical difficulties. Yeah, we hear you now. So I completed uh, your point. I agreed with you that they don't need the publicity. They are a wildly successful podcast. But yeah. based on the reaction they got that day when that video dropped, it was obviously something that's premeditated. Yeah, it, it, well, it, was, def- it was definitely a calculated move um, on his part to, uh, you know, to get to get more attention like you said like you know any 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 kind of um attention is good attention or you know what's that old adage i that i i, I constantly you measure, no measure miles what yeah, no no publicity is bad publicity you measure you it in miles there you go so so here's what I, here's what i'd like to say to that to that point that no publicity is bad publicity uh i want to be a home for everyone who also thinks that paul bizonet is a fucking clown. Like this is an anti-Paul Bizonet podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. That's my position. I am I we are anti-Paul Bizonet. You know, I think we're gonna be doing a lot of self-defining this episode. Um, but yeah, that's the first one. <laughs> Boom. It's gonna galvanize an- us as a podcast uh, crew. Yeah, we I'm gonna put I'm gonna note this. We are an anti-Paul Bizonet. <laughs> podcast so next time you see us if you guys watch the zoom guys and girls um we might have a paul bizonet with the uh this the red circle with the slash through it behind us <laughs> maybe um all right so does anyone else have anything to say about biz biz nasty and his terrible take he's a biz niche no. yeah yeah go go yell you fucking plug Jesus. Okay. Well, all right. So let's get into some actual hockey. We had three games this past week. We had two against the Islanders. We had one against the Devils. I watched the bulk of these games. And, you know, my take is, well, let's put it out there. After um, the Friday game against the Islanders, or sorry, last, it was postponed. After last night's game against the Islanders, Laviolette was obviously upset. He didn't like the effort. He didn't like he didn't, he didn't like what the team was doing. Understandably so. Overall, I thought it was pretty okay. Like we did, like we discussed last week after the first game, you know, these game, the, the result of these games is less important than what we're seeing during the games. Mm-hmm. And I think that like, you know, it's not great. Like I'm not super pumped, but the youth like Offman is and Cooley are really impressing. Are they going to break into the lineup? Uh, no, probably not. Probably not. They, but at least we know that, like, hey, Lafreniere, when he eventually falls off a cliff this season, often can come in and fill that spot. I think, you know, the Kako looks great. Hedo looks freaking awesome. Um, our stars are look okay. Our defense looks okay. Um, I'm not too worried. I think Wheeler has to go. We gotta yeah. get figure out a way to get out of this contract. Like even it's for a year, but he's this guy stinks. He is slow, and he just he it looks like he can't even breathe out there. Um, yeah, I don't know what the hell's going on with him. I don't know if it's a conditioning thing or or what, but he does not look good. I uh, unlike you, Carlo, I have admittedly not watched much of these games. I have, on the other hand, been. Uh, paying close attention to Twitter's reaction to what's going on okay in these games and it's ugly it's ugly out there in the in the, in the streets of X 
Well, let, let's let's hold on. Let's hold on to that for a minute. I do want to talk about the games though, and like kind of what's going on. So you haven't watched money, that's fine. Um, you're seeing some of the good news that's happening though, obviously. Yeah. You're hearing some of the negatives. I think the negatives are gonna we'll talk about what the negatives that are being said later because they're not exactly what's happening in the game. It's just nonsense yeah. from the fan base. It's always gonna uh, be think, louder than the reality. Yeah. yeah. I think the big positive takeaways are like, you know, Cooley has played great, Offman has played great. The biggest positive takeaway is nobody's gotten hurt. Right. You know, it's preseason. It's preseason with a new coaching staff. So this is more about just like learning assignments, understanding your positioning on the ice, who gives a shit about the score. You know, like that's what this is about. This is about understanding your new system. Uh, maybe to a much lesser degree, developing some chemistry, but that's really what the early season is about. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, I know people are upset because we're losing these games, and I know people are upset because certain players aren't lighting up the scoreboard, but it's preseason. Who gives right. a shit? Right, and when the you know. when when the roster is primarily assembled with with the AHL, you know, players and stuff like that, not not the core players, um, it, it's it's to your point, it's harder to develop that chemistry, and especially it's not going to happen in preseason, like you said. I think it's you know it's it's just to get back into the flow of the of NHL games. Um, yeah, obviously Panarin wasn't. I, I don't think he was, you know given a hundred percent on the ice and, and, you know, nor should he, you know, you know, well, I, I think that's the problem that uh, Laviolette had. He should be right. And like that there, and we'll probably get into this a little bit later too, but like that laziness of the Rangers, that lack of compete is kind of creeping in very early at this point. But I, I look at it more of a, a, as a point of conservation by these veteran players, you know, realizing their, their age and, you know, ex- <laughs> like, um, uh, the only person that that really doesn't apply to is is Blake Wheeler. It seems he's I, <laughs> I I honestly I wanted him. I think we all wanted him to be on this team to be of that veteran voice and to at least be able to keep up. It doesn't look like he has the speed or quickness. Uh, he still has that the hockey acumen there, but you know if if. You know the the mind could be willing, but the body sometimes just can't can't match it. And yeah. um, you know, th- there's no shame in that. It happens to all of us. But he, he is 37 years old. Um, he's got a no trade clause. I wish he could be. You know, he was on a two way contract and be sent down to the minors. You know, but yeah, th- there's something has to be done with him. And you know, it's just that's it. It's just he he doesn't really have a spot here if he can't play up to a certain level. Yeah, and he can't. You can't even put him on the fourth line, from what I'm seeing, because he's just going to slow up that line. That's that's supposed to be working. Forecheck, yeah, right, yeah. It's it's a tough spot with Wheeler. I mean, maybe he's tired. Maybe he's going to catch his wind. I don't know, but man, it's brutal watching him out there. It's it's and you know he had that that has that one goal with that actually pretty nice pass from Lecision. That was a nice play, but again, like that's the hockey IQ. He knows where to be in front of the net. It just took him 25 years to get there. Yeah. The, also, like, the, the play make there was Lecision, not Wheeler. Yes. Wheeler was yeah. just, 
you know, Wheeler was just where he was supposed to be. Like that entire play was decision. Yeah. I don't know. I, again, but this also, again, this could just be like, it's preseason. This guy's just getting his legs. You know, I, I don't know. I don't think until the puck drops on a night where it counts, I just, I'm not, I, I have a hard time getting too overly worked, like worked up either in a positive or a negative way about anything that happens in preseason. It's preseason, man. And yeah, Lobulet's obviously going to be upset about, you know, maybe Panarin is a bad out of some of the other veterans not giving it a hundred percent, but I don't know. I feel like this can't be the first time you lot Lobulet's seen this in preseason, but you know, like he is going to be, you know, I think Lavulette right says things like that right now because he is presenting as a very different coach than Jordan Delon. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, whether there's gonna be repercussions because of that, I don't know. I doubt it. You know, and and really like that, you know, Panarin's not people like players like Panarin is a and Kreider and and they're not on the ice in preseason to score goals and 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 be defensive stalwarts. Like they're there to get their legs back. Yeah, they're there just to skate at game speed for a little while, and that's it. Uh, practice is a different story. Like, I, if if they are performing in practice, then who gives a fuck about the games? Right. Well, I, I do want to say this about the losses. In that, not so much Boston that first game. But all this past week against the Islanders and Devils, we've played their NHL roster. We've played their regular season roster. And our roster was far from an NHL roster. All those particularly, nights. particularly the Islanders. I was gonna say particularly the Devils. The Devils oh, don't have my the Devils, it was their roster coming out of the playoffs last year. That that first game, I thought it was only like eight or nine out of out of 20 starters. I don't I didn't watch the second game though. I mean, we're playing – well, that first game, yeah, you're right, but we had the kids, and that was it. They were the only NHL yeah. – like, the only regulars that we would see, uh, a couple yeah. of defensemen. So, it's – I mean, that Devils game was like, yeah, we got blown out. We should have gotten blown out. If we didn't get blown out, then there's something wrong with the Devils this year. I think the best the, – and maybe this is a little bit off topic. Maybe I'm veering a little bit off the road here. But the best part – of the way this Devils Rangers preseason has shook out is the way Devils fans are reacting to it. It's their Super Bowl. Like I was, you know, I was joking with Sandra today. We uh, we went pumpkin picking, and uh, you know, we went with uh, Kyle, who was on this show, and his partner, and uh, we were talking. You know, we were talking about the preseason, and you know. I was telling her how Devils fans are like, you know, they're, Devils fans are giving real uh, I just got here energy. Mm-hmm. Like, this is my this is my first time at the dance. Mm-hmm. Like, because uh, preseason doesn't mean anything. Right. And that's, that's the thing. It's like, like even Sandra herself was shit talking in the text thread. And it's like, well, yeah, well, you, they won. Here's congratulations on your big win. You really stuck it to the Rangers. It's a curious thing about Rangers, uh, Devils fans and Islander fans. I feel like it's been my experience 
that for and maybe we've talked about this before on the show but like for me to feel good about the rangers uh, you know all i need is for the rangers to be good Mm -hmm. yes whereas Mm -hmm. they need their team to be good and the rangers to be bad for them to feel good about their place in nhl fandom in the metropolitan area you know, I don't care if the I don't care if the Devils are good or bad. I don't care if the I probably don't care if the Islanders. I've never cared about the Islanders. <laughs> you know, uh, I think the greatest thing about being our age or younger is that you know, the Islanders have just been forever irrelevant. Even when they were like, even that that short period of time, like a few years ago, where they went to a couple, you know, where they went to a couple of Eastern Conference Finals. It was like still it was like who cares? Nobody cares. Yeah. It's the office. From what I'm getting is we're not panicking. We're not hitting the panic button on the Rangers. No. Preseason. The good news is the good news. The bad news is almost expected. Um, we've trimmed the fat. We're getting closer to our regular season roster as of this week. We have a couple more, we have two more preseason games. We'll see how that shakes out. But as you know, we're the, uh, here's another self-definition here. We are an optimistic. Yeah, Ranger fan podcast. We are you even as far as being homers, right? Which is a good thing. Right? I think Ranger fans need to do this. I think they're too up their own butts about trying to be unbiased and you know objective. And it's like, no, you're a fucking Ranger fan. They should be the best team every year. You should at least you know if they suck, they suck. But they don't suck. They're good. Right. Um, like they're they're my favorite team every year. And here's like I'm not a homer. Like I fucking like. You know, I I spent the last five years bashed. I hated David Quinn. Mm-hmm. I hated Gerard Gallant. I hated a lot of moves this team made. Like, I'm not just like, oh, yeah, whatever the Rangers do is a great move. But at the same time, like, I look at our roster now, and I, you know, and it's not just fucking sad eyes. You know, like, we are a good enough team to go on a deep run with the right coaching staff. And I think we might have gotten the right coaching staff. So I'm probably a little bit or more optimistic. I'll always pick them in the bracket challenge, you know, um, because what the hell? I'm not, there's no money in it, but yeah, same. Cause I'm a fucking Ranger fan. That's what yeah, fans exactly. are supposed to do. You know, when they suck, like those years suck and you probably don't talk about the Rangers so much publicly, but yeah, like you said, we have a good team. We have a team that could win a cup. We have that roster. We have that talent. We now have a coaching staff that can help them get there. Um, and, you know, Lavillette even said the first few weeks are going to be rough, Dave, to your point. Like, we're still learning. We're still gelling. They're still getting accustomed to, like, actually having to work, which is incredible. So we'll, we're going to get there. Um, everyone hitting the panic button is – it's kind of insane. Like, it really – it makes me feel like these – quote-unquote ranger fan accounts are actually just there to demoralize ranger fans i think they're just i think they want to they 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 just want to be able to say i told you so they want to feel like the smartest person on twitter right and it's just i don't know it's what why are you even a fan then is my question right you know like look are the are the rangers good enough to win a stanley cup Yes. Or the does that mean they're going to win a Stanley Cup? No. And you could say that about maybe 13 other teams in the league are 
Are the Dallas Stars good enough to win the Stanley Cup? Absolutely. Are they going to win the Stanley Cup? Probably not. Yeah. Because it's really fucking hard to win the Stanley Are the Canes good enough to win it? Absolutely. Are they going to win it? Probably not. Because it's really fucking hard to win the Stanley Cup. But if your hope isn't, like, unless you're a Coyote fan or, like, a, a fan of, oh, like, right now a Blackhawks fan. A, a fan of a team that's rebuilding, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're a fan of a team that is, you know, is going to be in the playoffs and going to be in the mix, if your hope isn't that they're going to win the Stanley Cup. What are you rooting for? What, what are you, are you even for? doing here? What are you doing here? Yeah, go watch basketball. You know, <laughs> What are you doing here? I don't watch hockey. Yeah, is it realistic to think that the Rangers are going to win the Stanley Cup this year? Maybe not. But I'm not going to watch. I'm not going to watch hockey all year, excited about the fact that the fucking Oilers might win the cup. You know what I mean? Right. Or or, or the Avalanche might win the cup, or the Hurricanes might win the cup. You know. I want to see the Rangers win the cup and they have a team that could potentially do that. And that's what I'm going to hope for. And that's going to be in the forefront of my mind, my fandom right? until they're eliminated. It's why you root for the team. It's why, yeah, it's why you root for the fucking team. It's like, if you know they're going to win or know they're going to lose, you have nothing to root for because you know the script, you know how it's going to play out. But this is the thing about this is the thing about me, and I've said it a thousand times, and I'm probably going to say it a thousand more times. This is the thing about New York fans: is that not only do they want success, but they want it like gift wrapped with a ribbon on it. Mm-hmm. They want it to be easy. Rangers fans are not mad about the Rangers being bad; they're mad because the Devils got better. They're yeah. mad because the Hurricanes are good. You know, they're mad because the Maple Leafs got better. That's what they're mad about. You know, the issue, and I think, Dave, credit to you, because I think you said this a few weeks ago, the issue is not – the issue is that they're Yankee fans. That's the issue. <laughs> yeah. Right? Well, because the absolutely. fucking Yankees have tricked the people of New York City into thinking – that every notable name that plays a sport is going to be in New York. Well, and every time a big time player gets traded, they should. They, why the 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 Rangers GM is a bum because he, he you didn't know, pick Christopher, up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Christopher is a bum because he's not on. He's not on the receiving end. Of every single winning trade, fire the Knicks GM because Damon Lillard got traded to the Bucks and not the Knicks. You know what I mean? Fire the Knicks GM because Jimmy Butler hasn't been traded to the Knicks yet. You know, New York fans have just become unhinged, maybe just detached from reality. The reality of how sports work. And specific to the Rangers, and again, I this is a very uh, anti-1994 podcast, but it's like that, again, has cursed us because no everyone remembers like the cathartic release of finally winning a cup, but no mm-hmm. one wants to remember we had to bring in a complete mercenary squad to do it. Like yeah. that yeah. wasn't a homegrown team that we built the right way. 
We just bought that. We bought a team that should have won the cup two years earlier. And then, yeah, won a cup. And they should not have gone to that many games. They actually underperformed on paper. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's not a sustainable model. It's not a sustainable. And I'm grateful they won. We got to win oh, yeah. a championship, but it's not sustainable. And, you know, New York fans and New York sports media will not allow a team to do it the right way. And it's sad. You know, it's really fucking sad. So the funniest shit I've seen on Twitter this week is, you know, after Laviolette's – it was this morning and last night. After the game yesterday, Laviolette called out the team on the effort and, you know, trying to, you know – you know, not put, not giving it a hundred percent, blah blah blah. Everyone, every single person, like, see, we like all the Gallant lovers. See, we knew it wasn't the coaching problem. It's the roster. The roster's all fucked up. The roster's lazy. They have this and that and that. And it's like, well, you know what? You can't blow the team up. You cannot just remove everybody and bring in a whole new team. So, no. So what are you gonna do? You gotta bring in a coach who will not allow, like. Who will hold them accountable yeah. and not just be like exactly. But this is the thing. Like I it's like you said, brother, it's the I told you so's, it's being the smartest mm-hmm. person in the room, it's you know, having this air of like wisdom about hockey or the Rangers or whatever the fuck they think they're smart about. It's completely like you said, brother, perfect word, unhinged. It's insane yeah. to think that an entire roster of players can, maybe they learned bad habits. Absolutely. They had two years with Gallant with some success. Yeah. They probably picked up bad habits. Absolutely. That's not going to change in a week of hockey games. That's going to take some time to change. And you know what? When it does change, because it will, they'll play to Laviolette's system before they start asking for trades away from the team. Absolutely. So it's, it's almost once it clicks, it's gonna click really well. Yeah, mm-hmm. and 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 like just to go, you know, to go with like this unhingedness. It's like it's almost a, as if they want them to fail so they can be proven right, so they have something to cheer for. Because you know, cheering for the having hope would make them vulnerable, and they don't want to seem vulnerable. Because yes. it's a sign of weakness, and it's like yeah. no. Well, that's like I, a New York thing. That's like a New York yeah, but evident thing. It's like, but isn't it? You know, don't don't you come off stronger, or, or you have more? You know, you know more courage if, in spite of that fear, you still let yourself be vulnerable. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I tell my kids this all the time. Like, like, oh, I'm scared. It's like, no, you're brave because you know what you're scared of, and you still do it. Right, that's what bravery is. I just don't understand what these fucking idiots think is gonna happen. Like, do they like do they when they scream stuff like trade Panarin, even though they know he's got a no trade clause, get him to waive it. Do you really think Artemi Panarin is gonna like is gonna give up playing for the team he wants to play for in the city he wants to live in? Because some fucking loser, red-faced Irish guy in Westchester <laughs> County, whose wife won't let, won't fucking change her clothes in front of him anymore, doesn't is screaming on Facebook that he wants Panarin off. You think Panarin's gonna go? Oh, fucking Mark in Westchester doesn't want me here anymore. Let me fucking wave my no trade clause. No, you fucking idiot. Just shut up and watch the games. Yeah, it's a that's a, their games 
for you to sit and enjoy. Right. Win or lose, you can enjoy a game right. or lose. You can enjoy a losing right. season. I never thought that like I would like like I'd be a person who is committed to a team so much that I would be be a part of starting a podcast that surrounds that team and I'm the person telling you that you care too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, because they don't act, like, it's not actually caring. It's this narcissistic caring. Like, I care only so far as I feel good. Right. Yeah. It's a, <sighs> I don't know. Real deep psychology know. going on here, guys. It just doesn't make it. <laughs> because I don't know. It's just, if it gives you that much stress or that much whatever, don't watch. Don't, it's don't, very easy to not watch, especially right. hockey, especially Rangers hockey. It's so easy to not watch it. Like I could understand. You know what gives me? You know what? Like you know what? It gives me stress and anxiety. The fucking playoff. Yeah. Right. right. Like I don't get anxious for preseason games. <laughs> what are you doing? Whoever you are, wherever you are, chill the fuck out. It's preseason. Nobody cares, including the players and coaches. <laughs> no, but Mitch in where, where does he live? Mark, Mark in Westchester County. Yeah. Mark in Westchester County does care because if Panarin does waive his no move clause, he'll get to see his wife's tits again. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right just, now, right now, Zabanajad. Right now, Zabanajad is in like fucking Ranger fan groups on Facebook, and he's like, "Oh fuck, they think I'm soft." Because I'm a European DJ, let me give up my multi-million dollar contract. Let me just get out of here because this fucking bullshit thinks I'm soft. The other thing is, if it's not even like Mika's in the the Facebook groups reading it, it's as if any competent GM of any professional sports team hasn't weighed the needed options anyway. If Chris Drury, who's running a team, your opinion of that aside, hasn't thought, well, how do I get Panarin to waive his no trade clause? You think he wouldn't have pulled the trigger on it or investigated it at some point? Like, like you don't go up to the mailman and try to offer them a better route to deliver mail more effectively. You just let them do their fucking job. And then you enjoy the fact that you're collecting your mail. Here's here's the problem that here's the problem that I like that I see summed up perfectly. I saw two people engaging with each other, and it started by somebody pointing out that Capo Caco is becoming an elite level defensive two way forward. We should trade him now while he has value, right? And that <laughs> is, you know, bias aside, that is accurate in my opinion. Capo mm-hmm. Caco over the course of the next three to five years, will be like a Patrice Bergeron-level defensive forward, right? That's the way he's trending. A person responded and said, I agree with you, but that's not why we drafted him. Therefore, bust. But yes, it is. Yes, it, we drafted him to be a good fucking hockey player. You neckbeard. What the fuck is wrong with you people? <laughs> we, why did we draft him? To be what, a, a, a goal scorer? If everyone isn't a 50-goal scorer, this 
there's no way this team can ever be successful. If every single person on the roster is in a 40 to 50 plus goal scorer in the fucking idiot's eyes. Hockey is more than, it's more than just scoring goals. That's such an insane, God, I'm so happy I didn't see that with my own eyes. That is so insane. You know what I blame this on, Carlo? I blame this, I blame this type of shit on fantasy. On fantasy. Oh, yeah, yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. Where people have lost focus on everything else that goes into being a great hockey player. That and like, and betting. You can't bet on possession time. Uh, exactly. Exactly. To, it's goals, points. It's oh yeah, exactly. It's fantasy. Right. Like, it's everyone. When is you look, when you look at Capocacco's statistics outside of his points, he's a fucking stud. Yes. He's elite at what he does. And look, the points will come. I've, I'm willing to bet that the points will come this season as he gets more opportunity and more ice time. And he continues to prove that he's defensively because that's that's the whole game. That's that's the whole thing, right? Are you going to be a liability on the ice defensively? There are very few players in this league who we look the other way when it comes to can they or can they not play defense, right? Uh, on our team, that player is Artemi Panarin. Artemi Panarin is a top five left winger in the league. Yeah. Right? You look the other way on defense. Capo Caco, surprise, surprise, at 21 is not viewed the same way as a top five elite talent in the league. And that's okay. Right? So, yeah, it's going to take a little bit longer for any coach to trust Capo Caco and leave him out on the ice in these pressure situations. Right, and for him to have the full opportunity to put up those types of points, I think this is the year he gets it, and I think he makes good on it. And also, I think the same is true for Lafreniere, who everyone wants crucified. <laughs> well, having watched the games this week, Kako stands out. He's getting a lot of praise, like direct praise from Laviolette. He's like he he knows his game. He appreciates his game. He thinks he's good at it. Everything what you said, everything that you said, Brendan Laviolette has also said. So like it's cock, and you're right. Kako is going to blow up this year because he's going to get those minutes because he's going to be trusted. Lafreniere on the eye test, the Carlo eye test, has not really been that good. And yeah, maybe it's it is just preseason. But this is the preseason in which he is getting the opportunity. That's that's the uh, that's the big word for everybody. All all preseason uh, for coming from Lafayette is everyone has the opportunity. You have to open the door. You have to break down the door. And La- Lafreniere is not. He's like he's also to... he's also learning a new position. No, it's I. You know what? It's I'm I'm not a Lafreniere hater. I'm not. I want the kid to succeed. I like him. I think he's good in the room. I think everyone likes him a lot. You know, I think the everyone in the room likes him, not on Twitter. I think the problem is that he is he's still like he worked on his skating. He's still not a strong skater. Fine. He is very happy and very comfortable like coasting with the line like he's not going out and actively trying to like make a change 
in gameplay. Mm. He's happy to like see how it develops and we'll see what he can do with it. Whereas, don't hurt me. We drafted him to be <laughs> that change maker. Yeah, we drafted we drafted him to be a playmaker. I mean, that's what he was billed as. And look, here's the thing: I'm not a Lafreniere hater at all, and I feel like I've been forced on numerous occasions to be a Lafreniere defender because it seems like you have to be one or the other. Right. Right. The truth is, is that I want Lafreniere to be successful because Lafreniere is a Ranger. Uh, yeah. And what I don't understand, I could be, a, I could understand Ranger fans being upset that Lafreniere hasn't achieved what we thought he would what i don't understand is ranger fans hoping he never will that's yeah that is insane to me like you got to understand the the thing is like he's on his second contract he'll be successful in the nhl on the rangers or off the rangers he's going to be successful mm-hmm. is he going to be Connor Bedard? Is he going to be? Uh, Maybe but we don't know anything about I, Bedard. No, I, you know, I well, you know, is he going to be um, McDavid? Is he going to no. be? No, he's is not, he going to be Crosby? Not. No, no, he's he could be a very good hockey player. He is a very good hockey player. I think there is something with him where he's. I think he he there is a little bit of an effort question. Maybe not effort, but like a hockey IQ thing with him. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to be held accountable. It seems like he wants to let the play come to him. And that's just my eye test for whatever that's mm-hmm. worth. Yeah, and you know, may, maybe, maybe it's not unreasonable to think that Lafreniere just needs a change of scenery. Maybe the bridge. Maybe you know, Paco was able to tough it out through Quinn and Gallant, and maybe the same just cannot be said for Lafreniere. I think this is, I think Laviolette is the change in scenery. And I think that he, he's just got to kind of like flip a switch in his head a little bit more. It's, it is, that's the the thing. And again, I am not a hater. I like Laviolette. I want him to be successful. Not just for Mm -hmm. him, not just because he's a Ranger, but because the Rangers picked him first overall. I'm sick of having busts. (laughs) He was like, you know, Kako's the only, well, we have, a, we have a couple of really great first round picks playing, but it's just, you know, you just want him to be successful just for him to be successful. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I just, I, I wish that Ranger fans, because what, you know, while Kako is, is um, getting a little bit more leash now from Ranger fans, uh, that's very recent, you know, and mm-hmm. I just wish Ranger fans were as patient with, skill players and as far as giving them time to develop and become big league players as we as we were with fucking plugs who suck at hockey but right. can but can hit people. You know what I mean? Like there are more Tanner uh, Last fans currently in the Ranger fan right. base than there are Lafreniere fans. Uh, Alexi Lafreniere is more valuable to this team than Ben Harper. Mm-hmm. And Ranger fans don't understand. Like a lot of there's a contingent of Ranger fans who disagree with that statement because Ben Harper punched people in the face one time. Yeah, I, uh, I hope he doesn't make <laughs> the, the. He's not the seventh defenseman here, but it. Uh, well, I, you know, right on cap friendly right now, he's not currently on in the in the seven defenseman lineup. We have a. Uh, Rounding out the the last two spots, we have Gustafson and uh, Zach Jones. 
Well, I mean, Zach Jones is here to stay because he goes through waivers if we don't okay. bring him up. So um, I, I think it's it, then it's a, a battle for the seventh between Gustafson and Harper, and I think Gustafson looks has looked looks good great. in the preseason. I think I really, I really like Gustafson. Yeah, I and and to to circle back and and to tie some of this together, and um, I think it's easier to get a read on players in the defensive defenseman in the preseason as, as uh, like a more accurate read of how they're going to be in the regular season, because they're going against, you know, not only AHL players and my leaguers or whatever, but they're going against the top lines, uh, you know, the, the, the star players uh, from around whatever teams they're playing. Um, whereas seeing Kako take a step, uh, a bigger step than Lafreniere is Lafreniere is still, I think he's still in his own head about not getting like top six playing time throughout the last two regimes that he's been under. And even though I think Kako has a little bit more opportunity because of size and, and because you can see his progression a little bit, you know, a little bit easier, more, because the eye test is easier with Kako than it mm-hmm. is here. Um, and I think, you know, not playing with, you know, who has he been playing with really? Like aside from the what the last game when he was playing with like I think Zabenajad on the power play and and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I think, you know, there there is that confidence that it, you know there's that mental aspect where he's got to get over that in his head for him to be able to unlock his potential. And mm-hmm. going with you said Brendan, like if he does get traded, he will have a better opportunity to play in a top six role being a number one draft pick, being so young, having the skill set that he does, and then not having that pressure on him mm-hmm. of one being in New York and, and two not getting not getting those minutes. Um, so you know, again, I want him to succeed. Has he looked like he's regressed? I don't think he's regressed, but he hasn't no. taken a step forward or at least a noticeable step forward. Um, in as far as seeing him in the preseason games, but it is still early on, and you know you you gotta you gotta see how 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 this season goes. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's frustrating. Big, Go ahead, yeah. sorry, Paul. One big thing about Lafreniere, a big positive, is that he actually looks great on the power play. Yes, yeah, he looks really good on the power play, and he looks um, good defensively too. Yeah. Uh, which is, you know, that's a part of the game. What frustrates me the most is I, I feel like coming into this season, we, and when I say we, I mean Ranger fans, we had this sort of unspoken handshake deal, right, that that applied to Heedle, Kako, Lafreniere. And that handshake deal was, let's, this is the year. Let's be what they what they do this year and for some reason it went from let's see what they do this year to let's see what they do in the first two and a half preseason games <laughs> yeah nobody has looked good Lafreniere has the same amount of goals as Artemi Panarin yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean and because of Anajad <laughs> you know it's nobody like nobody's blowing the doors off you know Except for our defense. Our defense looks really good uh, from an offensive standpoint. But that's typical of the preseason, Dave. 
you know, when defense, when you could throw defensive responsibility to the wind because nobody gives a fuck about what the final score is going to be, then yeah, you see defense stepping up and and just making crazy plays. I saw some sort of ridiculous stat that said like Gustafson was a part of like seventy percent of all of our scoring opportunities while while he was you know in the games that he played, you know. But it's preseason. You know, you got to remember it's preseason. And in preseason, defensemen do wild shit that they would never, ever do in a regular season. And to talk about, like, you know, another player, uh, you know, bringing it back to Jonathan Quick, he, you know, know, not only is he a victim of wild shit being done by the defensemen, I I think he's looking – he's – He's looking like Blake Wheeler. He's he's looking a little old. He's looking a little slow. Um, obviously, you want him, you want him to be good. You want him to be a serviceable back, serviceable backup. Um, I don't know if when you get into the regular season, the games mean something. Every game means something. That something will click in. I mean, we we certainly hope it does. Um, but you know, something needs to needs to be done there. And I actually have a quick quick query. So since the Rangers currently have um, 1.5 million on the, on, you know, f- for the cap, right? Because of the 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 weight they sh- they've shed off and through the cuts and stuff like that. And Patrick Kane turns 35 on November 19th. He's coming. Which would which would allow him to take an incentive contract because of his age. Do you think that's when he gets signed? Do you think he's going to be out until November? He'll be fully healed by then, and the Rangers are looking, are being, are in contact with him, looking to, to make that happen. Especially if there aren't progress, uh, you know, if there isn't progress made with Lafreniere, and then flipping him to clear more cap space. I mean, every day that goes on looks more and more likely that Kane is going to be a Ranger this season because Wheeler, Wheeler was the backup plan for Lafreniere. Wheeler, Wheeler is Wheeler was to stem the tide, I think, until November, until Kane comes. I think Kane's a Wheeler, Ranger in November. Uh, whether we like it or not, I think Dave. I think whether Lafreniere gets moved or not, which I don't think he's going to. Uh, Kane is Kane's a Ranger, and I think it's a multi a multi year deal. This now begs the question: Was the Kane move a gallant move? Or or was it Drury? Like, is the rumor is that Gallant really wanted Kane, and Drury said, "Fine, here, make it happen." I you think know, it make- was. I think it was more of a Drury move because when you have a player who publicly expresses his desire to play in New York and only New York, when you know that he has totally hamstrung the you know the Blackhawks, the team that he was with, into basically forcing him there. You have you have to take that shot a hundred percent times. With that player is Patrick Kane, you have to you have to make that move. Right. Uh, I I still think most it was mostly Gallant, uh, but I think at this point, um, Drury sees the potential in uh, what a post surgery potentially healthy Kane, and you know it's very low risk. You know, yeah. we get to see exactly like Drury gets to see exactly what Kane looks like before inking a deal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very low risk. You know, I, I I don't see how he is at a Ranger. 
And wouldn't it be funny if this is the way things shook out, right? Last year, everybody hears Kane is coming to the Rangers and we all lose our fucking minds, right? <laughs> people are buying jerseys. People are going nuts. Tickets sales go through the fucking roof. Showtime on Broadway. Showtime on Broadway. And he fucking sucks the whole time. Now he comes back and everybody's going to be like, please, Jesus, don't sign this fucking guy. <laughs> and he's going to come back and fucking light it up. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's I mean, the the problem with the signing last year was the injury. But I think we kind of yeah. had to do that so that we have the opportunity to sign him post injury. I think it was, a, you know, I, we've talked about this before. He, you know, some of a lot of it was the injury. But a lot of it was also him, his mentality. I think, and if he's going to come back, I think there needs to be an understanding understanding that like, we are looking for Patrick Kane. We are not looking for, you know, yes, we understand that it's a 35-year-old Patrick Kane, but we are looking for Patrick Kane, not I defer to Panarin and Zabanajad, right. Patrick Kane, right? I'm Patrick Kane. People defer to me. That's the, the thing, Patrick Kane we want. What I don't want to see is him reigniting his career as the best defensive forward, like Rick Nash did. Like that was what that was infuriating. Like I'm, I like Rick Nash. I love him. He's a great guy. Uh, he did played really well for the Rangers, but we did not sign him to be an, a, a defensive forward. We signed him to score breakaway goals. Like. Yeah. anyone would sign Pat, uh, Rick Cashmore. So, yeah, it, as long as we don't give Kane a ton of defensive responsibilities, I'll be happy. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't see – I don't think that would be really hard to – you know, I, I don't think that would be really hard to achieve. You know, you can isolate him. You can protect him from okay. defensive responsibilities. Yeah, but, you know, the, the, the shitty part is – well, shitty, depending on how it all shakes out. Well, it's just another, it's another uh, wedge before of preventing the youth from stepping up, right? Also, what, what's your second line? Is your second line Kane, uh, Heedle, and then who? You know, like it's. It would be Panarin, Heedle, Kane, right? Or would you? I really like. I really I like Tro. I really like Trocheck and King on the same line together. I thought that was a really good line. That's, I, but that's, I think, a, that's a third line. You, you I think a, on the third line I, work. I think a Kreider King, a Kreider Trocheck King third line is nuts. That would be pretty nuts, actually. ATK Gills. Yeah. You know, all American line. I like it. You eat chicken parm before every game. Yeah. From Vinny's mom can make him chicken palm. <laughs> you boys look hungry. You want some meatballs? You want some fried meatballs? Tomorrow night, boys. You ready? Oh, boy. So, for those of you not in our fantasy hockey league, we have our fantasy hockey draft tomorrow night. I am very excited. So am I. So I'm calling the, the gloves are coming off this year. I'm winning. I'm winning this year. I'm winning a steak dinner. That's all I know. <laughs> so let me ask. So to fill the audience in, it's a keeper league, and this is the second year of the league. Um, 
Who are your keepers, everyone? Brendan, I'll start with you. Who is your keeper? Who are your keepers? Uh, my my keepers are Shesterkin, Hellebuck, and I think Crosby. I think I went with Crosby instead of Jesper Bratt. Mm-hmm. Dave? Uh, Austin Matthews, Mika Zibanejad, and Ottinger. And you let Hughes go. I let Jack yes. Hughes go. I, I don't know. I, I had a feeling, I don't know, and it's not just the Ranger Devil bias. Obviously, I picked him up last year in a trade with your wife. Fool. Um, he, he did get me a lot of points, but, um, I was just looking at certain statistics that, that Mika was excelling in that, that Hughes wasn't and waited out. And, um, I think, I think Mika's going to have a big year. I think he's going to thrive in this environment. I think he's got a chip on his shoulder for his, uh, poor performance in the playoffs last year. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, and as a Ranger fan, I hope he fucking lights it up. Same, same. So, so my keepers were uh, Rantanen from Colorado. I kept um, – uh, who was the other guy? JT Miller Yossi. and Roman Yossi. Um, I, JT Miller over Vasilevsky. Once I heard the news, he's out for two months, maybe more, recovering. It's just not worth it. So I'm looking around, I think there's a so- couple goalies that I could fill that spot. And I might even be able to take Vasilevsky in a later round anyway. Yeah, if I so, if I don't take them, well, go ahead, take them. You have how many goalies? You have now six, seven. <laughs> Fine, take them. You could take them. I let them go. There's plenty. I've been doing my research. The, the only question I have is: is it Swayman or Olmark getting the net in Boston? That's my question. Oh yeah, that's a good. That is a good question. So let's tell our fans about our our show league. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. So we're doing it. So. Uh, next week, uh, we will be having the Ranger Things Fantasy Draft, in which each of us will create. This is it's a league in which only Ranger players are eligible. So we'll work out the logistics, but uh, it'll be something like five or six person teams, no goalies, and we'll do a draft, and it'll be a competitive draft, and you can only make moves. Um for ranger players right so you can have your roster of rangers players if you want to pick up or drop or trade it has to only be other rangers players it's a high drama it's gonna be a high drama situation yeah this is gonna be this is probably gonna be the bulk of our content from here on out folks (laughs) for all you betting fanatics and you know fantasy heads i I think i think it'll be a fun (laughs) experiment to see like you know limitations are uh Usually something that create uh, something good. I don't know if you how the saying goes, but yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. So we'll we'll do that next week. I think that's going to be pretty much what next week's show is, um, unless something crazy happens, like we yeah. said, Patrick Kane early. Yeah, and we'll be you know next week we'll be getting real close to the start of the season, but it feels like more now than ever. Like the closer you get to the start, the less there is to talk about. Yeah, yeah the you dust know, is just, settling, and yeah. I think there's going to be a lot to talk about. I don't know. What's it? November, October. Once we get around Thanksgiving time, it'll be, there'll be a lot to talk about. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Until then it's going to, it's going to be just an exercise in keeping your cool while the, while the Rangers sort this shit out under a new coaching staff. But I promise you all, 
we are going to go to the playoffs. Paul Bissonnette <laughs> does not know what the fuck he's talking about. We we will make the playoffs. All right. Well, um, so look forward to that episode next week. Uh, we'll have some fun discussions around that draft. Uh, yeah, keep your cool. We got two games this week against Jersey and Boston again. Um, expect to see better hockey from the Rangers. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. So thank you all for listening. Uh, remember, visit our website, rangerthingspodcast.com. So you follow us on Twitter, rangerthings23. You send us an email, contact at rangerthingspodcast.com. For David Pacheco. Good night, Ranger fans. For Brendan Lyons. Bye. I'm Carlo Montanino. See you all next week. Well, I wanna be under your